Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five. That's right, number five. Number five is alive, and that is a short circuit joke, and I guarantee you, most of you probably have never seen that movie. But this is episode five of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And uh, let me just start off by apologizing uh, for this episode going up a little late. Uh, things have been pretty pretty hectic and busy right now, um, you know, with the Pro Wrestling Tees Black Friday sale that, you know, every year kind of takes over our lives. And, you know, we're here till, you know, whatever o'clock in the morning and, you know, getting in that sweet, sweet overtime. But... Uh, but let me tell you, something something pretty pretty awesome happened to me uh, within the last week or so. Um, if uh, if anybody has has watched uh, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite uh, last week in in Chicago, uh, I had the opportunity to wrestle Cody Rhodes on live national television, and that is probably the most bizarre thing that the wrestling world has ever heard or seen. Um, you know, it, it wasn't something that I was expecting or planning for or anything for that matter. I mean, I knew, I knew I was going to be there for, for extra work and, uh, you know, I, I love, you know, and I'm grateful for any opportunity that, that I've been given to, to, you know, to be there and to, to kind of see how this whole process, you know, works and, you know, and everyone there is so, so nice and, and just awesome. And the vibe there is so like welcoming and friendly. And, you know, they, they did, they kind of just were like, Hey, we need somebody to, to, to work with Cody. Uh, can you do it? And I was like, absolutely. Cause you know, why wouldn't I? And, uh, man, it, that was, that was so cool. But let me tell you the coolest thing of that whole experience. Uh, and this is probably going to be the coolest thing that will probably ever happen to me is uh once the once the bell rang and we're kind of like locking up and you know wrestling and stuff there was a chant that started during during the match uh a chant that you know caused Cody to kind of stop and he looked around and looked at me and gave me a smile and and that was the crowd there in Hoffman Estates chanting freelance wrestling and uh man like just just soaking that in it it, it was so cool to to have that like appreciation and love and support for something that 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 I'm so passionate about that I that I put all my hard work my blood my sweat my tears my you know everything into freelance and to have the crowd there kind of like pay tribute to it was really really special to me and you know thank you thank you to anybody who was there that you know that you know, it was chanting or anybody that reached out to me and afterwards, you know, I, I, re, I received so many like, you know, text messages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, smoke signals, everything. It's just, uh, I was not like expecting that kind of, you know, outpouring support. Um, you know, I, I realized that like, you know, the spot that I was given was literally something that anybody could have done. It's not because that they necessarily saw something in me. It was just I right place, right time. But you know what, man? Like, I, I'll never forget that. And it was, uh, it was, it was, it was a hell of a hell of an opportunity. Speaking of opportunity, this week on the podcast, I had an opportunity to sit down with Trevor Outlaw, one of the freelance wrestling students. Uh, 
he's been such a big help to me, helping me organize the merch uh, at the shows and just like giving me, giving me ideas for stuff and just being an all around fantastic human being. So uh, it's really cool to kind of talk to somebody, you know, who's starting their wrestling career and kind of, kind of seeing their passion and, and uh, you know, it, it inspires me as well to see these, the, these students from the freelance school just being so excited for wrestling and wanting to, you know, just, get better and just to wrestle. It's, it's awesome. So, uh, check this out and let me know what you guys think. Thanks for listening. But, uh, yeah, we were, we were just admiring my, uh, my background on my computer is just like sweet picture from like the old, like 1960s Godzilla films. And it's like just a picture of, Godzilla battling with King Ghidorah, and I think that's a uh, little Mothra larva over there in the corner. Just, just it's a really cool shot, like in black and white. And uh, Trevor, you were like, uh, "Oh, you should totally get that like frame to put on the wall." And it's fucking beautiful, is what it is. And uh, and I was I was I started to tell you, but I was like, "Wait, this is good podcasting <laughs> stuff." I'm going to pause this for a second um, because that's how people in 2019 think. They're just like, oh, good conversation in, in person? No, no, no. We need to record it so everyone can hear it. Got to record it or tweet it. It's got to go somewhere. It needs to be yeah, in the it, digital archives. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of uh, one of our coworkers at Pro Wrestling Tees, Julio, and uh, and and uh, Vinny. Sorry, I'm just based on names. Um, they uh, they did a, a, a horror pop up convention uh, in like Roosevelt Collection or uh, I don't know where it's like on Roosevelt and Canal. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. It was like a, they rent out like an entire like uh, shopping space. Like it used to be like a, like a department store or something, but they like turned it into like a pop up horror convention. That's badass. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. And they they worked so hard on it, and they had like a bunch of different vendors and like artists and stuff just like having stuff there. I spent so much money. <laughs> it was awesome though. Uh, they, he Vinny had asked me to um, to to host like a. a, a video game tournament like a wrestling video game tournament there hell yeah which yeah. ones did you guys pick uh so he it's funny because on the on the flyer that he made it just said wrestling video game tournament it didn't specify it didn't Very specify vague. Okay. it didn't specify what game didn't specify what time um and then like but we ended up doing uh i just brought my n64 and i was like well i have literally i literally do own every single wrestling game that has ever been made for the nintendo 64 damn yeah, including the ones that came out in Japan. I wish I still had my N64. Like, when I was a kid, I remember I had the, uh, I don't remember what game it was. It was, like, Pikachu, like, Snapshot or something like that. Pokemon Snap. Yes, oh, Pokemon that game was Snap. so good. Dude, I had that, and I had the Pikachu N64. And then, you know, of course, being an impatient child when all the new video game consoles come out, I traded it in for, like, a fucking, uh, like, a GameCube. And then I look, yeah, uh, that one, yeah, those, those really held up well. And then I look back at it now and like, I see how much they're worth. And it's like, not even just like being able to, oh, I could have made this much money off of it. But like having like a gaming relic like that is yeah. just so cool. And then I, uh, I've been waiting to buy a Nintendo Switch so long because of it. Cause uh, my old roommate at the time, he had it and I would always play on his. And I just remember sitting there and just like, fuck, I need to switch. I need to switch so bad. And I was like, they're going to do an exclusive console. They're going to do it. And then they didn't. Oh, so I lost my uh, I lost my opportunity there. Well, now they have the uh, the Switch Lite, which is pretty cool. It's like a smaller, literally, yeah. it's lighter. It feels like my phone is is heavier than than the Switch Lite. They're and they're pretty cool. I mean, I I I love the concept of being able to have handheld gaming. Like I was a huge PSP kid. Like I 
pretty much burnt those things out. Like <laughs> I, every game I played, I played the hell out of them. Um, and I just remember like when they switched, not when they announced it, I was like, okay, this is going to be really cool. Like I need to get one of these things. And then I wanted to wait for it. But the idea of the light not being able to play it on a TV, like, I don't know. There's like, there's like, I've been playing Pokemon pretty much nonstop this last week. The new and, one? Yeah. It's so Ooh. fucking good. It's so good. And just being you, able to play sword it. sword or shield? I'm a sword guy. Okay. I was going to get shield because I was thinking like, oh, well, everyone else is going to get sword. Then all my friends got shield. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to be the black sheep here and get sword. So that's kind of what I was thinking too. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's funny because like I, so last year my girlfriend got me uh, a switch for Christmas and it's, it's been awesome. Like we, we, and we kind of share it, like yeah. we both play it and, uh, and I, I, I really, cause I was never really like a, I was, I was big in like into N64 when I was a kid. Um, and then like, you know, we got a PS2 and like a PS3 and then I bought, I bought a PS4 for myself and like I had it. But for the most part, like it, it, it kind of was just used as like a, a thing to watch Netflix off of, and I yeah. never really like dove into into so many games. Like a lot of my, a lot, of, most of my friends, if not all of them, are really big gamers, and I don't know. It, it really took me. It took um, getting the, the Switch and like playing Let's Go Pikachu, and then like when Red Dead Redemption Two came out, like I, I just I did I that. That play that game like owned my life. Oh it my still god! It still does. Like dude. I was playing it last night. It's it's still incredible. I gotta start playing it again because I want to do the online. Cause, um, but dude, when that game came out, I had like two weeks. I think it was like I had like two or three weeks before I was starting my my new job at the time, and I was like, oh my god, the timing of this could not have been any more perfect. And I literally I beat the campaign in like a week, and I was so. I was so disgusted with myself because <laughs> I was like, I felt like I was, I felt like a crack addict. I'm like, ah, I need Red Dead. I need it. But uh, yeah, man, that game. Oh, dude, it's no, so incredible. No, I like, just hang around and, and like last night I, I played for probably about an hour and I just walked around in the wilderness and just hunted. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do, man. I'll just ride the horse around and see where I can go. And like, it's cool because you got those like stranger pop ups every now and then everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it just blows my mind how advanced gaming has gotten nowadays. Like I remember like. I've always, I mean, I don't know if I can classify myself as like a hardcore gamer, as like especially with all the people I know that are, but I've always loved video games a lot. And whenever I, whenever I play something, I get like super, super into it. And it's like that consumes my life for God only knows how many hours before I'm like, eh, maybe it's time for me to go outside and do something again. <laughs> See, and I'm like the, I'm the exact opposite of that. It's like, I, I'd be like, oh, I, I don't know how many games that I have sitting on my shelf over there or like downloaded on my hard drive or whatever that I was like, yo, I need to play this game. And then like, I'll play it for like 10 minutes. And then like my attention span just not <laughs> like just my attention span does not allow me to sit there and play this. And so I was like, honestly shocked at how, how much Red Dead, like, you know, grasps, grasped my attention. Oh yeah. And, uh, it kind of was like, you know what? Like I, I kind of want to get into more games. So like, you know, I bought uh, Mortal Kombat 11 when that came out. How I, is it? Dude, I have not played it yet. It's so we can play it later if you want. Oh, dude, I'm dude, in. It's so I dope. am so in. The story mode was so much fun to, to play. Really? And, like, and it was like it was like a movie. And uh, you know, then I was like, I I went back and I re I downloaded uh, Mortal Kombat 10 after that because I was like, I want to play the story mode in that again. And then, you know, my girlfriend's like, well, let's play Injustice 2. So like we bought Injustice 2 and we've been playing that and like. So I'm slowly and slowly getting back into, into into video games and like with the Switch now too is like, um, you know I, I was playing um, uh, with like saying Let's Go Pikachu and then I bought Smash Brothers uh, which is so hard. Who's your main? 
in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I, I really only do well with Donkey Kong, and that's it. Fair <laughs> like, enough. I'm Fair so enough. Ba- I'm really bad. I gotta I gotta practice more. I just bought um, uh, the new Mario Kart on there. Yes. Because I've been playing the yes. the one on the phone like nonstop. I and see. I so much fun. When you showed me that game when it came out, I was like, I really need to download this thing on my phone. But then I realized, like, I will not get anything no, done if no. I have that thing. And especially with, like, all the responsibilities that I have now. And, like, you know, just trying to manage my time as well as possible. Like, I'll be sitting on my I'll be, like, I have to do something at work. I'll be like, ah, hang on, I got to do this race. This is kind of important right now. That's why I'm glad that it's, like, at work, like, it's not something that I can, like, play while I'm working. Because yeah. you have to you have to be, like, paying attention to the game and, like, using your hands and mm-hmm. shit. Uh, so it's like, okay, well, I can't play this while I'm working because I, I literally cannot do both things at once. So. That's the that's the one good thing about it. Yeah. But it's a good like go before to before going to bed, you know, playing a couple races or something. Uh, I also worry that I'll probably end up throwing my phone across the room. You know, I uh, definitely that too. I'm the type of person like I uh, I actually just got back from Florida a couple like last week. Which, by the way, if you have or have the option to not go to Florida, don't go. Florida sucks. <laughs> Florida's scary. I mean, people out there. I was trying, basically, I went out there for a wedding, but the whole time I was there, I just felt like I was looking over my shoulder to avoid Florida Man at all Where times. Where in Florida were you at? Uh, we were outside of Tampa in Bradenton. Oh, okay. Oh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, one of my uh, one of my homies got married, and I, you know, I, I've been friends with the dude for so long, I was like, I'm not going to pass this up, but... Uh, yeah, plus, it's, Florida's nice. And, it, you and know, the weather was nice. I got Florida, a little bit of a tan. I can't complain about that. Florida's but, nice to visit. I would never want to live there. Fair enough. Yeah, and we were supposed to leave on Monday, and then we were sitting at the airport for like 13 hours before they canceled our flight. So I'm sitting here freaking out. I'm like, fuck, I got to get home. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. And it's like, it's exactly like you said. Like, you visited in school, but you don't want to be in Florida or anywhere for that matter longer than you have to be somewhere. So uh, drawing back to what we were talking about earlier, thank God for the Nintendo Switch because that kept me (laughs) occupied for the last three days that I was there. That's good. Yeah, I uh, I finally beat Mario Odyssey, and I was like, "How is that? It's awesome, man! Like, the first few the first few levels are really hard to get into because it's I haven't played a Mario game in a while. Like, mm-hmm. I think I had a Nintendo DS, and I don't know what happened to it. And then, so I've been kind of like off the Mario game for a little while. Most of Nintendo games, sorry, Nintendo. Uh, but <laughs> then I think they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be all right. <laughs> they're they're making a lot of money. They'll be good. But uh, and then once I got into it, like, it's so fun, man! Like. But it's so challenging, and it's like, there's always, I always question it. I was like, with my roommate at the time, I'm like, how the hell are these games made for kids? I'm a 25-year-old man <laughs> sitting, on, sitting on a bed in a hotel, like, screaming the F word at the top of my lungs, trying to, like, just overcome one little hurdle in this game, and I keep falling and dying every time. That's, dude, that's literally <laughs> me, like, just like, motherfucker, like, just, like, screaming, like, my girlfriend's like, what, what is going on? Like, yeah. Are you okay? And I'm like... I was just about to cross the finish line. Like uh, speaking of like the Mario Kart game, I was just about to cross the finish line, and this motherfucker hits me with a red shell. Oh, dude, that's the worst. That's the uh, worst. And, and she's like, she. And the best part is, she's just like, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Knows, she knows. She, she knows, knows where you're coming she, from. I got her. I got her playing it as well. So, so that's like, the beauty of sharing that switch, though, because she can she can feel that pain with you. Mm-hmm. And she can take a little bit of it away. It's like, take this console. I I need a break. Yeah, that was uh the other night. Um. Which actually we'll circle back to uh, this past weekend. Uh, but on Sunday, we uh, recovering from Saturday. Yeah. We uh, we just uh, sat down here in my basement, and you know she was playing Injustice, 
I was playing the Switch, and then at a certain point we got bored of of those games that we just switched. <laughs> we literally just Let's swapped. switch off. Yeah, That's and, awesome. And, and we played, and and I was laughing. Uh, I was telling the guys at work, and and they're just like, "What? Like, your girlfriend just like wants to play <laughs> video games?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, she wants to play them more than I do, honestly." And, she, and they're just like. Dude, how, like you're so lucky. <laughs> That's what we call a keeper, my friend. That's yeah, what we call yeah. A keeper. And I laughed because like we were um, last night at work. We were we were um, we watched like the AEW show, and then like we had uh, NXT pulled up on the on, a, on Alberto had his phone up, and and uh, and I'm just like, oh, I was like, it's kind of funny. Like I take it for granted that like I'm you know I'm watching the show here, and she's watching it at work as well. And then we're just like texting about like the main event. We're like, oh, like Moxley and, and Darby was such a good match. Oh and my god, that match was awesome. Yeah, I, you know, people, people. I mean, people always are going to criticize wrestling no matter where it's at. But I mean, no matter what people say about AEW or NXT or anything, any of these companies are doing. I personally think the spotlight people are getting right now is is so much more important than anything. And it's like, you know, I don't understand why there's. I, I feel like as many things as there are for people to watch and like come together about wrestling, there's, there's this like kind of divide now. And it's, and it's kind of cool because, you know, I, I think back to like, you know, uh, you know, the Monday night wars, like I was a little kid for that. So like, mm-hmm. I remember it, but I didn't get to really experience it. Like I am now. And it's like, I always thought like, Oh man, like I'd be a WWF kid or like, Oh, you know, WCW or whatever. But it's like <laughs> being in it now, it's just like, I want to watch it all, man. Like, yeah. and it's so cool. Like I love Darby Allen, man. Like not to, you know, not to name drop and put him over too much, but like, <laughs> I just think, I just think it's so cool because he's a smaller guy. And, you know, I mean, you, you think about wrestling from when we were kids and before that, it was all just huge the dudes. Land of the Giants. Exactly. And it's now it's like, you know, not anybody can do it because trust me, it's not easy, but you know, it's, it's good to see that there's opportunity for people out there that are serious and passionate about it. And every time I see that guy get out into the ring, like he's literally putting his body on the line God. more so than anybody like else that, doing it. That dive to start the match. I was just like, we're watching oh. it. And it's just like this, he just throws, literally throws his body. <laughs> and it was like, Holy shit. I was like, didn't like, Mox didn't even see that guy coming. I yeah. was like, God dang, man, that was, it was wild. Those yeah. two are a perfect matchup for each other, man. Like I, I, I watched it back twice. I was watching it on my way to work again this morning and I'm like sitting on the train and I'm just like, fuck really loud. And like, mm. everyone's looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I love it, man, because it's like, I, you know, I I love wrestling. Oh, I, yeah. You love wrestling. No way. We, we love, really? We love wrestling. And, uh, and it's like, it's been a long time since, like, I've been, like, really, really excited to oh, watch yeah, wrestling. Man. Like, and, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I run a, my own company, so, like, I have to, I have to watch say. wrestling sometimes. Shout out to Freelance Wrestling, by the way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, like uh, we, we've been watching, like, you know... Thankfully, you know, at Pro Wrestling Tees, we make all the AEW merch, so, like, we're, we're allowed to watch the shows on, on the TV when they come on. At, it's at a fair work. trade-off. It's, it's pretty, definitely it's a fair pretty, trade-off. It's pretty solid. It's a pretty sweet gig. And, uh, and it's just like, man, like, I, I'm like, I actually, like, look forward to Wednesdays now where I'm like, dude, we get to watch, like, wrestling. And whereas, like, last year, if you would have asked me, like, I'd be like, dude, I don't want to fucking watch any wrestling. Like, I, I, barely, I, was like, I barely want to watch my own shows. Like, <laughs> but now it's like, dude, it's so, everything's so, like, revitalized and, like. Wrestling's cool again, man. Yeah, like, whether, like, whether you like, you know, WWE or not, like, NXT's doing really good shit. Like, they're, 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 they're doing really good stuff on the main absolutely. roster. And I shouldn't even say main roster because NXT is main roster now. It's all, it's all, all encompassing. Yeah. And, and, and that's something I feel like wrestling fans really need to appreciate because, you know, you, you, you've seen everything that NXT's done, 
like since they've started and how much they've grown. And it's really cool because, you know, everyone always says, oh, well, sports entertainment or pro wrestling. And it's like that line is completely blurred again. It's just everybody just, man, I can't, like I get so choked up just talking about it because it makes me so excited to see everything out there. And NXT really deserves to be in the position that it's in. And, you know, whether people like or dislike what it, what they're up against at the end of the day, dude, like it's so cool to see these guys. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, you've been wrestling for a while. I'm sure you've, you know, seen all these guys coming up and gotten to wrestle with some of these guys. And it's, it's really cool just to see good wrestling on TV, man. And it's, it's awesome. Cause I feel like for so long, you know, especially for, you know, I've, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, but I, you know, I remember like the early 2010s, it's like, I didn't, I didn't really know too much else besides, you know, WWE was mm-hmm. out there and it's like, now it's, you know, everybody knows about New Japan and AEW and MLW, options, a, like yeah. all of them, you know, there's so many options and that's why I look at it. I'm like, I don't understand why people could get divided because there's literally something for everybody out there and yeah. it's so cool. And and the people that are like, oh, like, fuck WWE and da, 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 like, whatever, like that's, that's cool. You can, you can do, you can, you know, you, you are, you are perfectly in your right to say that and, and also not watch, but like. I like that, like, you know, it's it's no secret that, like, maybe their product hasn't been the best that it's been. And now that there's so many more options out there, I was like, it's only going to force, you know, them to, to, to elevate their, you know, their product as well. And, and the only people that are going to fucking benefit from this is all the fans. Exactly. Like, it's literally the best time to be a wrestling fan Oh right yeah, now. It's and awesome. It's the best time to be a wrestling fan, and it's the best time to be a wrestler, too, man. Like, I, uh, you know... I mean, you'll hear stories of people saying like, oh, you know, I kind of had to hide wrestling because this and that. Now, now it's like I wear a wrestling T-shirt every fucking day. And I'm like, yeah, Damn. wrestling is cool. Like if you don't like wrestling, like you're the one that's not cool, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's so much fun. And you know you know what else was really fun? This this past weekend at uh, at my birthday party. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> we have microphones. You like my, you like my, uh, my segue there? That, that was, was a beautiful good. segue. Very seamless. It's, that's dang, that's dangerous territory you're you're treading into mm. right now because we got mics. I might I might start singing. I didn't get to sing Billy Idol on Saturday, so it came up after you left. Too. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but uh, who found it? Because it had to be in like Japanese was, or something. Uh, so I fi- I did figure out how to like do it, like you, how to find like okay. You so, are a wizard. So the people who, are, who who aren't aware of what we're talking about. So this past weekend, uh, we celebrated. So Tuesday, or, I don't know. Like I don't know when this episode's coming out. So this these dates are irrelevant, but. <laughs> Uh, so we went, uh, we went out for my, to celebrate my 29th birthday. Um, it was a blast. It was, it was so much fun. And, uh, you know, we went out to a, uh, a karaoke bar in, in Chinatown here in Chicago and I've never been to this place before. Neither I, have I. I was really <clears throat> impressed. It was a really nice spot. I had, uh, I had asked some people cause we, the place that we'd gone to for, for years prior, cause I, I love karaoke. It's so much fun. Uh, especially when you're drunk. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> by that, by the by the second song, what did I sing? Another one bites the dust. The second one, yeah. By by that one, I was I was really feeling good for that one. I was trying to hit those high notes, but yeah. But just uh, wasn't there. so I had asked I had asked some people. So the place we had gone to before, um, this place called the Rusty Nail in in Oak Lawn, uh, it actually closed. It closed. Oh, it closed and it reopened to something else. I don't think they do karaoke there, but. So I found this this place. Um, it's I think it was like one of the best rated places in Chicago. This place it's called Sakura, uh, in Chinatown, and it literally like everyone kept saying like I feel like Vin Diesel is gonna like walk through because <laughs> it looked like a club in like a Fast and Furious oh, yeah. movie. And let me tell you, walking in there because you have to come 
downstairs into a basement uh, and then they got a security guard like checking you and like, you know, patting you down and, and checking IDs and stuff. And, and, and I got to tell you, it was a little intimidating walking in there. Oh, no, I was just like, I was oh, definitely getting shit. a weird, I was definitely getting a weird vibe. Like I remember I walked in and I was like, damn, this is a, like, it was a long line too. There was a lot of people there. And then we get, we finally get down there and the guy like flashes the light in my face. And the first thing he, he like, he, he takes my ID, doesn't even ask for it. He just grabs it. He goes, what are you singing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh. Billy Idol. Yeah, Billy Idol. That's what I'm going to sing. Uh, and he was like, good choice, man. Good choice. See, I froze up when he asked me. And then I was just like, oh, I don't know, man. I think I'm just going to feel it out. And he goes, when in doubt, pick Disney. And I was like, <laughs> how do you, are you reading my mind? Because, Smart and, man. And then I forgot to look for Disney songs. It's like, that was going to be my big finish. But Dude, it was so overwhelming, though, just trying to figure out how to work that damn jukebox. So the, Yeah, so like anybody who's ever gone to like a karaoke place or just a bar that does karaoke, Usually it's a DJ, you, you know, you write out, you look through the book of songs and you write down what you want and you hand it to him and he calls you up there. Uh, this place, I, and I actually really liked this system. Uh, they had like a, like one of those touched, touchscreen TVs on the wall. And, it, and unfortunately it was all in Chinese. So it was like, good luck figuring it out. Uh, but we, you know, Castro actually figured it out first. And shout then, out to uh, Castro for that one. To, yeah, shout out to <laughs> Castro. Um, but then like, so it basically, you, you scroll through and, and hopefully figure out like, what song you want to you you want to do, and you just touch it, and it adds it to the queue, and then you just like you got you got to basically just pay attention, and then once the song starts playing, there's a bunch of TVs all over the place, and then you just go up to the the little stage and you just go and do it, and I thought that was pretty fun. Like I do too. I think that was like the coolest part about it, and I think it makes like situations like that so much more comfortable for people. Because you know when you first told me about this, I was like, oh hell yeah, like I'm totally stepping outside of my comfort zone with this. I mean, I'm also a total jackass, so I mean, that's that comfort zone <laughs> is very, club. yeah. I think that's why we get along so well. But, um, you know, you're just, like, sitting there, and and you hear your song come on. Like, you those the first five seconds, and it's just, like, your head pops up, and you're, you're like, like, oh, shit, that's me. That's my cue, and then you just get up on stage and just go. And I, I think a concept like that's really cool because it doesn't give you – I don't know if it was in order or not because I definitely don't think it was. But no, I think the cue is, like – I think it was shuffled. Yeah, and that's, and that's smart, too, because – you pick a couple in a row, and then it doesn't – like, you don't – you're not standing up there for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, you're not set. standing there waiting or, one, yeah, if someone's not hogging the mic, or, two, you're just, like – you're not sitting there anticipating it. Like, if mm -hmm. someone's not comfortable doing it, then they're, they're not like, oh, my God, I'm three songs away, and where it's just like, nope, here's your song. Go up there and sing. And it's, yep. it was fun, man, and everybody was killing it. Everybody was having a good time. Like, all of all the people we were with were doing stuff, too, and it's just – it was an awesome place. If you guys have never gone there before, I highly recommend it. It was so much fun. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely think that might be that might be the new spot. Like oh, I think I might do that down. every year for my birthday, unless I mean next year is the big dirty thirty. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we do something crazy. For that. Oh, dude, we gotta we birthday gotta. week. We just go every day for a week. To I'm, in. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. And the grand the grand finale. Everybody has to. We have, we have to get like fifty people to sing "Purple Rain." God, just like just like a choir of people singing "Purple Rain." I was gonna say we get like fifty people up there and we just do like a, a, our own rendition of "We Are the World." Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. You know what I will say? I'm surprised I didn't hear anybody do "Dancing Queen." I think somebody somebody did "Abba," but like it wasn't "Dancing Queen." See that? See that's that's rare. That's really rare. Cause like my first my first thoughts when I think of a karaoke bar is someone's gonna do "Dancing Queen." They have to. Hmm. They have to, right? I did a lot of random ones, especially like at the end. Like when I once I figured out how to use that thing, <laughs> I literally just went up there and was just like this, 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 and then just like was just waiting. Yeah. And then like 
excuse me, I, I didn't even like remember what songs I picked until they were coming on. I was like, oh yeah, I think I did this one. Uh, I definitely, I think I definitely sang Ricky Martin nice. uh, at one point. <laughs> Hell God. yes. And, and it was funny too. Like I didn't, so me, me and me and Nicole, uh, we, we did a pinky promise and we were like, no, no shots. Yeah, she told me about that one early. I was like, I was sitting there talking to her, and that was—I think that was my first time meeting her. Like we were talking, really? for, yeah. I mean, I might have seen her before, but like at the other shows, there's always so much going on. Yeah. That, like you don't really get—it's you see all those faces, and it's like you recognize people, and then you don't really get the opportunity to sit down and talk to them. And when you do, it's like it makes that first conversation a lot easier because it's like you're kind of familiar. But uh, I was talking to her for a couple minutes. I'm like, I'm gonna get this man a shot. I'm like, I'm gonna buy this man a shot. And normally right I would have said yes. <laughs> She's like, oh no, there's there's no shots. Yeah. There's no shots tonight. We because uh, we we met. My niece was coming over, and or she was. I'm sorry, she was sleeping over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and we were gonna be helping watch her the next day. So I was like, we got to make a commitment to be alive. <laughs> and uh, and I, I I shit you not, like I I literally counted the next day how many beers that I had, and I only had six beers. That's all not night. bad. That's not especially for like your birthday celebration. That's not bad. Yeah. But I woke up the next day with the worst hangover. Dude, you and me both. I was like, I was okay when we were there and I, I was like ready to go home. I was like, I got to kind of be up early on Sunday. And I, I was, but I mean, I was only drinking like Tito's lemonades. Mm. And I didn't realize until like maybe the third or fourth one how strong they were pouring oh, them. Oh, they were pouring strong. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. I was and sticking I, to Modelo's. I woke up the next morning and I was like, I wasn't even that drunk last night. Like, why does my head hurt so bad? And every other time I've said that before, typically I don't remember parts of the night. Sure. <laughs> but I remembered everything from the night, and I knew I was fine, but yeah, man. Tito's, I love you, but you are one mean son of a bitch. Yeah, I was uh, I was yakking up a storm all, all morning. <laughs> Happy uh, birthday. Yeah, it, yeah I was, it was worth it. But uh, yeah, it took me till about 5 o'clock Sunday to like fully recover. And then I, I, by then I was like, oh, I feel, I feel great now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, revitalized it was, man. It, it was such a it was such a fun night. I was I was worried like when we got there because it was like it was weird too because it was like there's a twenty five dollar cover at the door, but you, you get two free drink tickets and Which it was like was worth it with how strong they're pouring. Yeah, I guess so. So I don't know. Maybe 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 this is doesn't have to just be a birthday thing. Maybe like I don't know. We can just do it whenever. Hey, I like whenever it. It you want to do karaoke, I'm just a phone call away, man. You call me, I'll be like. <laughs> It could be, be a Tuesday afternoon and be like, hey, man, let's go do some karaoke. I'd be like, you know what? Let's get it. Yeah. Let's go sing our hearts out. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like a seamless transition again, but I, I don't have one. I don't know. That last one was pretty impeccable, man. It's going to be <laughs> it's hard to top you, that one. You, you, you know, you came out strong. It's going to be hard to top yourself from there. So, so you, we talked about earlier how you're a huge wrestling fan. Oh, man. And as a I'm player. what they call a mark. Yeah, we're all her. We're all Marks. We're I all Marks. Marks. He Mark. He She. We. We are all Marks. They. It. They. Z. It. Z. Yeah. Um, and you're <laughs> you're also you're a part of the the freelance wrestling academy. That I am. That's kind of, that that is how we met. <laughs> it is how we met. It's 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 so funny because I remember, I'll never forget that day. I I rem- I've, I know I've seen you at shows before, and I was like, oh, this is a dude with the purple hair, and it's like, when you're first talking to somebody over email, you never know what to expect. It was like, I remember like I was doing some research on like trying to find a school and I don't know. It was like one day I kind of just, I guess I should probably backtrack a little bit here, but one day I just woke up and I was like, I want to wrestle so bad. And I I just remember all like 
wrestling makes me happier than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and everybody I know that is into wrestling, it's the same way. And I did some research and I found the Freelance Wrestling Academy. And I remember I emailed you about it. And I was like, just, I think for every one you would send me, I know I sent you at least like two back because I was so excited and I was so <laughs> eager. And I just remember, I remember pulling up there because it was, at the time we were right by uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Mm-hmm. So I remember going over there and I always get like butterflies in my stomach whenever I'm up there. I just, I don't know, man. It's like, it's, it's like Disney. Aura. It's got an aura to it. It really does. I mean, it's such a, like, from an architectural standpoint, it's such a beautiful storefront. And I mean, I've, I've been in retail for so long. So when you see that big garage door and you see how nicely those shirts are folded, Oh, it just gets me every time. It's crazy. And if you want, you can definitely go check out on YouTube right now the Pro Wrestling Tees documentary. Uh, see how it all happened. I think I'm in there, too. So uh, let us know what you think. But I'm really excited. Sorry. No, 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 cheap no. Cheap plug there. No, we, you got to throw those in. I, see, I'm a sucker for cheap plugs. Like That's my whole life. It's Dude, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. <laughs> and <laughs> I just remember when I pulled up there, I remember I was, like, trying to find the address. It was, like... It was like trying to find the the Hogwarts uh, train station, the, oh, the nine, the platform nine, nine and three quarters. quarters. And I remember I was just sitting out there in my car for like thirty minutes, and I'm like, "Oh man, where's it at? Where's it at?" And then I went over to the the CrossFit gym across the place, and I'm like, wrestling's on the other side. And I just remember walking. Oh, they hated us. I remember walking in there, man, and just looking at that ring like I was starstruck. And I, you know, that was the first time I got to meet you, and. I was, uh, you know, I was on this really serious training regimen, just trying to get myself in as good a shape as possible to come into it. Because I was like, you know, I, I didn't remember, know what to, I, I didn't know what to expect. I remember you said that, and I was just, I wanted to be like, bro, have you seen pictures of me? <laughs> come on, <laughs> you don't have to be in the best shape. Yeah, but I didn't know what to expect, man. And it was like, you but know, it's good. It's good to have that base. Oh, already, yeah. like, I mean, and I was in, I was in really bad shape too before I started, you know, before I started taking it seriously. And it was, you know, I. I just found so much joy in it, and I remember, I think it was like like five or six weeks before I started, and then I got to come to a couple of the freelance shows and just seeing what everything was about there, man. I'd never experienced anything like it before, and I remember my first day of training, I was like, "This is this is where I belong. This is where I want to be." And you know, just to be a, just not only to be a part of the school and all the amazing people I get to train with, and um, you know, having Isaiah as my coach, it I can't I can't say enough good things about that guy, man. Like he's he's become like a father figure to me and I don't I don't want to uh I don't want to blow too much smoke up in his ass because you know that last show man when he when he tossed you I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie that kind of pissed me off I, I had some words with him after God, that I hit those rails so hard Jesus. too I remember coming up what to you I was soul. like I was like dude are you okay and you were just like you were so I was so <laughs> ag- I was aggravated that day to begin with yeah it was a rough it was a rough day I mean it was a great show it was great a great show, show but it was that was a rough day those show days man I'm I mean, I, even when I'm just getting there straight from work, like I'm always on like the later end of being able to help out at the beginning and I see how stressful it can, can be. Like I can only imagine like from start to finish, dude, I got to give you credit for that because it ain't easy. It ain't easy. It's yeah, it, it takes some getting used to something. Most, most days are good. Some days are bad, but it really just, it man it matters with just managing stress. Yeah. And I, I'm getting better at that slowly, but surely. I'd say you're pretty good at it though. I gotta, you know, I mean, I know if, I haven't known you for a very long time, but I feel like in the short time I've gotten to know you and, and, and that just goes to show not only for you, but everybody that is affiliated with freelance are just such great people, man. Like I've, I've never really had, uh, I mean, I've, I've always had like my friend groups, but I've never really felt like I had something that like truly felt like home to me. And it's like, Every time I'm at a show, at a freelance show, or every time I get to go into practice, or every time I see one of you guys, it's like, 
I just get so happy, man. It's like you guys are my family, you know. <laughs> That's so what it feels so like cheesy, sometimes. but I mean, it's the truth, bro. <laughs> I, and it's it's so funny because it's not even that we like. We were like, we need to like make this environment like a like like a family. It just kind of it just happened. It happened that way naturally, because man. Because we have like just genuinely good people like involved, and like everyone's just everyone's super hungry at getting mm-hmm. you know at training and getting better. And like with with Sean and Isaiah, like they're just they're super like motivated to like oh, yeah. help you guys learn as much as humanly possible, and you know, and it's just it, it, it's it's nice to, to just to be able to be like, and, and it's it's funny too because like I I every time like any of the students go anywhere, it never fails. I always get a message from somebody that's just like, yo, I just want to let you know, just want to let you know that you guys are like, you guys are doing a good thing up there. You know, your kids that came were like. Were, were super respectful that like, they, they did everything they could to help out and like and that's awesome because like it like they like every like, you guys all like indirectly like reflect on like freelance and stuff and yeah. just to see that like you guys go out there and and you know just you don't not even like trying to like oh i have to do like this 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 to get over and be a good wrestler and shit like that's that's fine and that's that's great but like you guys are all just like it's not hard to be a decent human being. It really isn't, man. Like, I think what it boils down to is, like, you know, like you were saying, everybody's just so hungry, and then it's... When we're setting up the shows, it doesn't feel like... I mean, it's it's hard work. Like, I'm not going to act like it's... Like, <laughs> it's not, you know, but it's but it's enjoyable. It's, it's like, rewarding, it's, It really is, you know? It's like, especially when you're helping set up that ring, man, it's just like, I helped build that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think because of the... We're so spoiled. We are so spoiled yeah. with the great training and the great environment that we have that it's like every every opportunity to just be a part and help out in some way brings us all so much joy that it's like when we're going to these other shows and we're doing all of this other stuff to help set up that it's like we don't look at it as it's a job it's you know they, you know what they say like if, if you're doing what you love you're never working a day in your life and I, that's how i feel going at these shows and i mean I, I haven't really started working yet or anything but all these other guys that are going out there and doing it and you know i got to give them credit for the name that they're putting on for the school and the reputation that they're building but you know, they're also setting that standard for not only just the rest of us that are getting ready to go soon, but other wrestlers out there too. And I, I really think that makes a positive impact on the business. And I, I really think in the long run, that's just going to do nothing but good things. When you have people that really just want to be a part of something bigger than just, oh, I just want to go out there and I want to win all the titles and I want to be the main event. And it's like, that's fine and dandy. But I mean, when you just take a step back and just can see that you're a part of something like that, man, it's such a rewarding feeling. It really is. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's my, that is like, to me, like with the school and everything, like it's, that's the, my, my favorite thing is just seeing that, is just seeing the positive, the positivity that's just oozing out of it. Because like, I see like, I see how like motivated and, and, and like passionate you guys all are. And it's like, for me that like I've been wrestling for almost 10 years, it'll be 10 years this March and we're going to karaoke for that anniversary, oh, by the way. <laughs> Wrestleversary. Yes. And, uh, yeah, like, and just, you know, like, I, I've definitely had my ups and downs. And, like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, man, like, what the, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm not going to do this shit anymore. <laughs> and then, like, I see, like, I see how, like, you guys are just like, wrestling, yeah. And I'm just like, damn, dude, I remember being, like, that excited for, like, everything. And, like, I'm just like, why the fuck can't I be that way now? And then <laughs> it's like, well, you can. You just have to, like, you know, not, you know, not, not try to you know, hold yourself to a ridiculously high standard and just like, for me now, I'm like, I'm more concerned with just like elevating the company, mm-hmm. helping, you know, the school thrive, uh, helping, you know, the talent on my shows, you know, 
get a very you know good platform to to be exposed to, to hopefully get signed to a major company and just have fun yeah like having fun is literally the most important thing to me because like what's what the fuck is the point of doing anything if you're not having fun like, oh yeah it's, totally I, it's man. ridiculous and it's and you know it's it's crazy too i mean like I, I can't really put over the environment you guys have set up enough because you know i hear you know i've heard the stories from you know when you guys have all started training and how different it was back then man and I mean, and there's some other schools even nowadays where it's like people aren't really getting the things that we are. And it's, you know, not to not to brag about it or anything, but like we're spoiled. Like we we <laughs> are bit. we are so spoiled, man. And, and it's and it's cool because every single person that I, that I share that ring with for training, it's like you you can see it all like it's 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 not taken for granted. Like it's so it's so appreciated and you can just see that passion oozing out of everybody. And another really cool thing about it, too, is that it's like. Every one of us all come from such different walks of life, but that same passion of sharing wrestling is like what really brings us all together. And it's, it's so cool, man. You get such a weird blend of characters in there, man. There's, you know, it's we're we're getting our asses kicked every day, but there's definitely some laughs along the way too. Yeah, that's that's important. Is is to have has having fun when you're training as well is, is definitely uh, important because like you don't want to like nobody wants, you know, drill sergeant training or you know, you know, you know, making people cry. <laughs> so I don't know. Like it's just, uh, like, I, I dealt with that, like growing up, like being in wrestling, wrestling training, uh, you know, when I, when I, not really when I was coming up in pros, but like uh, in high school, like mm-hmm. high school wrestling, it's very oh, much like man, a, those days, alpha male Ooh. situations and shit. Oh my God. Those, I'll tell you the, the, the amateur days, the good old, uh, shoot days, dude, those, <laughs> I, you know, I, I definitely miss that because of I just had such good discipline from the, from that but then I look at it now and it's like it was crazy man it was like boot camp every day and like I think the worst part about it too is that wrestling seasons should not be in the winter man I don't think I I can't even remember the last time I enjoyed I enjoyed a Thanksgiving God. it's crazy this right? will be this will be my first time in in over 10 years really yeah so the so I had my 4 years in high school and then I transitioned into the retail world afterwards. Oh. So Black Fridays, Oof. oh man, Black Fridays are I not really fun. Imagine. I kind of want to go to the mall this year, like ironically, just to be like the outsider looking in now. But I also feel like I'm so traumatized from all <laughs> those years of just not sleeping. Like I remember being in my mall for... Well, now there's no point. Yeah, with, now like, it's not with, fun. With Amazon and shit. There's like, Amazon and it's like they start doing stuff at like 6 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day and it's like, what the fuck is the point of Black yeah. Friday that well, we're doing I, it on Thursday I think, now? I think, it's, I think it's better that way because it like it kind it, of alleviates the stress and pressure on these retail stores. Yes and no. So I definitely agree with you in the aspect of like that rush where it's like people are breaking down the doors and doing all of that stuff. The crazy shit. But it's so, it's so hard to prepare for something like that because you don't know, like now that it is so much more spread out, like people are just, you get those rushes at crazy different times. Like I remember my, my, my first black Friday, it was just black Friday and we opened at, uh, I think it was like two in the morning or something like that. And I remember I was like, oh man, this is going to be crazy. And I was working at zoomies and we had like one of those gates that like (laughs) people could like pull their fingers through and like, being on the inside of the store, I'm just like, uh, these people are crazy. And like, we didn't even have that good of deals. And everyone's just like, let us in, let us in. Give us the zoomies. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, a couple of years later, like they started doing it on Thanksgiving. And like, I thought that would have been better. But I mean, it just sucks. Like, I give credit to all the people that have to work on Thanksgiving because it's like, I just want to sit and eat, dude. I want to get fat. I want to have that like, uh, that like, <laughs> oh, 
Gotta gotta loosen a couple notches in my belt. I pop this button. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had that experience yet, man. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm 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 a little sad about it, but I feel like I'm also worried for the future because once uh, once I don't wrestle or do anything anymore, and I just want to eat all day, Bro. it's gonna come back and get oh, me. Oh yeah, it's gonna come back and what? haunt me. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we did. I did post online about like questions and topics and stuff. I did. I'm not, I don't ever really like re- super rely on that, mm-hmm. mainly because nobody ever really does. <laughs> but um, I got, we got a few good ones. We I'm did get a lie. couple good ones. Um, let me see what we got here. So uh, Jason, our good pal, also a member of the Freelance Wrestling Academy, the Golden Man, the Golden Man. Um, he says, "Do people grow to dislike top baby faces, or do they just reject being told what to like?" Ooh. I think. I think it legitimately just depends on the situation. I do too. Because in the case, I, I always use Roman Reigns as my example because I, I really like Roman. I think Roman is great. I think he he's he he can deliver in, in big time matches. He's mm-hmm. he's got a great look. Um, I think it in his case it definitely had to do with. Uh, they just weren't. They just didn't want him. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessary that they didn't like him. It was just they didn't want him at that time. Yeah. And uh, because the WWE was very much like, nope, we're going with him. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of forced it, people. Were just like, no, you know, fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah. You know? No, I see that too. And I, I don't know. Like, I guess like I was kind of on the the opposite side of the Roman Reigns thing. Like, I look at him now and I'm like, I really respect what that guy does. Like, I think he's 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 very professional. He holds himself well. I mean, he always delivers in those matches. And it's like. I think for me, like, I've always liked the bad guys more. I was like, man, this guy's an asshole. This is awesome. Because yeah. it's like, you know, you see, I don't know, it's like, I've always liked villains more, you know, even, even as there's a kid. There's more and depth to those there, characters. There's, there's more depth to it, too. And it's like, I always, like, I, I always find myself as a little bit of an overanalyzer. And it's like, when you, when you see someone that's just a really good bad guy in the ring, and it's like, what brought him to this point that he is just so filled with piss and vinegar that he yeah. is so mad that he just is just being a dick to everybody and then it's like you know you have those you have those good guys like your John Cena's and your Roman Reigns and what Seth Rollins is now even though he's kind of rejected by the fans and it's yeah. like it's just it's crazy you know but I, I I really think it all kind of depends on the context of the wrestler too um good question though Jason very good question that is a good question I'm trying to <laughs> Trying to very slyly pull up the questions <laughs> on my phone, but uh, let's see. I'm doing a very bad job right now. Trying to it also doesn't help that I'm like blind. Um, da, da, da. Here we go. So, so PWT cast. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. Great podcast. OG OG friend of the show over here. Yeah. Uh, I take pride in that role. <laughs> OG friend and best friend. Yeah. Of so we are we are living the life here. We really are. PWT cast. If you haven't listened to that, it's the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees, hosted by Scrump and Stank. Um, posted every Monday. So definitely subscribe and listen to that shit because it is great. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> best way to start my weeks. This is, yeah, for real. Uh, this is, so this is a great question. Uh, what happened to Atlantis? Are we talking about, like, The Lost Land or the movie? Both. See, right? Because they didn't, you know, they, they left that one open to interpretation. I like that one. Um, honestly, I mean, isn't it, like, someplace in, like, it's like a resort out of it now, right? I think it just, 
sank and then somehow somebody found it and exploited it and made money off of it. <laughs> and then going to the movie standpoint, I just think it didn't come out at a good time. I remember that movie vividly, like Great fucking movie. that it was a movie, but I don't remember the whole movie. I think uh, almost daily, me and, and Scrum talk about how much we love that movie, mainly because like the uh, the guy who did the art for the movie, like the animation mm-hmm. stuff, is the same guy who did like the illustrations for the Hellboy comics. No shit. Yeah, I and did you, not know you, that. Once you like, when you look at the two side by side, you're like, oh, I you can, can see, see it. it. Yeah, and uh, goddamn, it's such a good movie. And like, I I'm a sucker for like, like I grew up watching a lot of like movies like uh, The Mysterious Island mm-hmm. or like Journey to the Center of the Earth oh, and stuff like that. Great so like movie. that. So this was like a uh, you know a very reminiscent of the same kind of like uh, movies. You know like. Just, just adventure, you know, drive, yeah. you know, going to an un, un you know, un, undiscovered lost civilization and stuff. So it was really good. And Disney <laughs> rules. So yeah, like. Disney does rule. See, uh, and this probably just goes to show how much of a fat kid that I was. My strongest memory of that movie were how badass the uh, the Happy Meal toys were. For the, oh, for that dude, movie. for dude, real? Yeah, those were those were some good toys. They used to, they, dude, they used to make some really quality oh, McDonald's yeah. Happy Meal toys. Yeah, shout out to shout out to early days McDonald's man. Those those Happy Meal toys were a one. Shout out to the Beast Wars toys. Those are my <laughs> favorite. Um, they uh, PWG cast also asks, uh, what is your favorite Pokemon and why? Ooh, okay. So this one's a little bit more of a deep cut, but it kind of isn't. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Kyogre from Pokemon Sapphire. Is that like is that the he third was, gen? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's third gen. Okay. Um, he was the legendary Pokemon on that one, and that was I remember playing the Game Boy like the Game Boy Color games, but that one was like I remember I got the Game Boy SP, and I was like just being able to flip it was so cool, and um, you know that was like the first one that I like. That was the game that really really got me into Pokemon. That like I ended up actually going back and playing all the earlier games after that oh, one wow. came out. So, uh, yeah, that was my first legendary one. That was pretty, pretty cool. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to go with something like Mew or Mewtwo because I feel like that's just... Cliche. It's, it's a basic bitch answer. <laughs> I mean, great Pokemon. Don't get me wrong. Like, Mewtwo's strong as hell, but I wanted to do something a little different. Well, I will, I will go cliche because I'm an, I'm an old-ass man. <laughs> You're not and, that much older than me. Only a couple of years. Well, I, uh, so I remember... I actually played Pokemon Red, like, when it first came mm. out. And, like, I think it was, like... What a late nineties or like, I think it was like 97, 97 or ninety eight. Yeah, I had, a, I had a Game Boy Pocket, and uh, my me and my brother we had we each had the the red and blue Pokemon games. So like it was funny because I had a, I had a red, uh, I had a red poke. Uh, yeah, I had a stroke there. <laughs> I had a red. He's okay, folks. I had a red Game Boy Pocket, and uh, and I had the blue version game, and then he got he had a blue. Game Boy Pocket, but he had the, the red, red version. So then I was like, but I, my, <laughs> so my favorite Pokemon. That's though, so on brand for you. <laughs> my favorite Pokemon is Charmander, actually. Okay, see, see, that's not a cliche answer, though. I feel like as common of a Pokemon as he is, like, that's a good, that's he's a good, good choice. He's, a, he's an OG. He is an OG. And uh, so, like, I was like, oh, well, what the fuck? I like, I like Charmander, and he, the, the fire version, and then he, I don't think he really cared as much, so, but we, we switched when we mm-hmm. got him. So, like, I had the red the red Game Boy with the red cartridge, and he had the blue one with the blue cartridge, so it matched better. See, now you're talking on my alley because the the OCD in me is like being able to have that matching that matching console for the game. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's mwah, money right there for me. I just like I've always been like a fire guy. Like I like the fire Pokemon. Like I guess my sec, I would say like a, a deeper cut one would be like Vulpix. Was like Ooh, another one. I really that's another liked. good one. That's another good one too. Just because it's so cute. It is the cutest. 
Uh, do, 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 do. What is, uh, they also ask, what, is it, what would be the worst way to die? Oh, man, this is a callback to the last episode here. Uh, should we phone a friend for, like, Craig on this one? Because I, I just God. don't know. I think the worst way to drown would be, like, I mean, going back to either red or blue, like, fire and water. I, I, either burning alive or, like, drowning. I feel like drowning would be the worst because burning alive, like, if you're, if you're caught in a fire and you're, like, burning to death, it, your 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 body's gonna burn through all your nerve endings like in a second. Yeah, so that's you're not true. even gonna feel it like as bad as you think you might. It's gonna suck like no matter what. <laughs> but I, but drowning, you are you are feeling every bit of that panic and choking feeling until oh, you die. God. So and my ears pop whenever I go underwater and swim too, and it's like you're fucked. It's I'm fucked. It's like not only am I am I drowning and I know that I'm not gonna survive, but my ears are fucking bothering me. And it's like that just sounds like. It's like getting a wet willy from someone. It's just nothing about it is pleasant. I mean, I'm not going to compare drowning to getting a wet willy, but <laughs> at least in terms of the pain in the ear. <laughs> it could be first, the yeah. same. Uh, and like, the last question from BWTCast is, uh, who's the lamest superhero and why? That's I'm going to let you, I want you to go first on this one because like I have a lot of Marvel friends and I'm a big Marvel guy myself, but I feel like my answer might get me some heat, so I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> um, God, that's also it's a really good question because, like, if you would have asked me a couple of years ago, I would have probably said Aquaman. But like, recently, like with the with Jason Momoa's portrayal of the character, he's kind of made him like a fucking badass. And I see. Like I, gotta, I still symbol. gotta see that one. I still gotta see that one. It's not a great movie. No, but, <laughs> but it's but but he but it's not it's not it's not the worst and uh and he he's a great character he's he's very charismatic and and uh he looks like a badass the fight scenes are pretty cool um gosh i don't even know um honestly like for me i feel like cyborg's like lame as shit he's yeah he's kind of whack he's kind of whack hey i can like i'm a genius and i can shoot stuff (laughs) out of my arm like that's cool man like Everybody else has superpowers. You're just a goddamn. You're, you're just a robot. Like, oh, cool. Look at you. On that same thing, I will say, uh, my favorite superhero is sometimes widely widely regarded as uh, one of the lamest, and that would be the Green Lantern. But I will say, I this, feel like he's underrated, though. He's super he's underrated. So underrated. And you know why? Because that motherfucker beats Superman. He can turn his green into, or his his green ring into kryptonite. See, and people don't want to talk about Superman losing because everyone's like, oh, Superman, we love Superman. He's cool. Super, uh, Superman's probably the top baby face that people won't boo. It's John Cena. Yeah. Super Cena. Super Cena. Oh, man. You know. Uh, bury some Marvel guys. Fuck. All right. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to apologize in advance to Paul Rudd because I honestly, the movie was great. The movie was good. And it, and it kind of changed my mind on it a little bit. But Ant-Man, I think, is the stupidest concept for a fucking superhero <laughs> ever. Ever. Like, oh, I'm an ant. That's my superpower. That's whack. Well, they at least they, like, so he was like, oh, he shrinks. It's like, okay. They, but yeah, yeah, it's like, the idea, ooh. But the, okay, the idea of him, like, shrinking and, like, still, like, he's, he's shrunk to the size of an ant, but he still has the strength of, like, a full-size yeah. ant is, I was like, okay, that's cool. But then they, they added in the element of him being able to grow as well. That was a game changer for me, for sure. And I think yeah. how important they actually made him in the Marvel movies. Like, I definitely feel like at the production meetings, they're all sitting there just like, you got to get this kid over. Okay. So we got an ant. How do we get him over? <laughs> and they're like, all right, well, first of all, we're going to start with Paul Rudd, because Paul Rudd, I feel like, can get anything He's over. Incredible. That guy's awesome. 
And then second, yeah, we're going to make him grow too. Like I thought that was a huge plot twist and I was like, all right, maybe he doesn't suck so bad, but the concept of the character is still kind of whack to me. That's fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Favorite though, this I'm now I'm gonna th- I'm gonna turn the tables on you and have the cliche answer. I love Spider Man, dude. Spider Man, Spider Man awesome. is the best. Dude. I love Spider Man. And uh, one of my original favorites. Un- unappreciated movie series was the Tobey Maguire movies. I don't think they love, got enough love. Love. And if Ian 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 Shear, uh, host of the Six One Six podcast, if he's listening right now, I know he has mad love. For Tobey Maguire and those Spider-Man movies, I love those movies. Specifically, he loves Spider-Man movies. Yes, but but in a, but yes. in a, I think in a more more so in an ironic way. Ugh. It's it's not a great movie at all, but it's it's a fun movie to watch, especially with a bunch of friends. That's like, true. When it came out, though, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like when I was a little kid, I was always about like, yeah, give me everything, give me it all. I want to see all of the villains in one. But when I'm watching Eric Foreman playing Venom now, I'm just like, <laughs> it's oh a little, my it's a little god. Lame. Yeah. The, uh, God, that dance scene, though. The dance scene when, is fucking when, legendary. When, when Toby Maguire dropped, I remember when I was like, damn, I want hair like that just to be able to flow ever so gracefully <laughs> and just dance and pick up all the ladies. I was like, this guy gets it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that might be all of our questions. I had I a couple from some buddies, but uh, oh, yeah, most, go of ahead. Them, most of them were kind of like, oh, man. They're like, oh, WWE or AEW. Fuck you is Both. my answer. Both. Freelance. Watch right. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's the real answer here is freelance. Freelance versus the world, y'all. And that's 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 my answer until we die. Um, I had another buddy that actually asked me. He wanted to ask me about whether going to art school and having a background in design has informed my in-ring training at all um, or how that kind of had an influence on me. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting question because, you know, I remember – uh, not too long ago, we were talking about like the backyard videos and stuff mm-hmm. that you guys did, which you need to show me those still. Oh yeah, we can I'm, do that. Tonight. I am very excited to see those. Uh, I my first, I guess you can say technically my first wrestling match was. Uh, it wasn't a backyard show, but uh, it was in an art gallery. It was a. It was an art. Sh- an, it was an art exhibition. Yeah. So my my senior year, like for graphic design, we all had to do like this exhibition uh, in order to graduate. It was like a, like a capstone project, other people would call them. And I'm such a mark that I did not want to do, I'm just going to print five posters and call it a day. I was like, you know what? School's told me what to do my entire life. I'm going to have some fun with this. So I rented a ring. Um, I did, I did like, uh, I designed like my own title belt and like, and that was when I really, that was like, I think the first switch for me that I was like, I really want to do wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, I did the show, like we had the ring in the gallery for a week. And I mean, even though I didn't build it, I was like, I feel like Deschamps right now. If he can, <laughs> if he can write his name on a pisser, I can throw a wrestling ring in a gallery and say that that's an installation. And, uh, the match was not good. It was not good by any means. I'll, I'll have to share, share that to you. But, um, to answer my buddy Kirsten's question, I definitely, I definitely feel like that has because, you know, wrestling really is an art, man. I mean, you know, you're any any form of combat is an art. I mean, I watch UFC and I see these guys killing each other. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is art, dude. Like, That's why they call it mixed martial art? Exactly, and it's like wrestling is just, it's the feeling, the feeling of of just being able to let go of everything else and just sit back and enjoy other people kicking the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you know, like if you're having a bad day at the office and you're like, man, I would love to put my boss through a table, go to a wrestling show and you might see that happen. <laughs> and I will tell you, it is a wonderful feeling. 
It is. It definitely is. <laughs> um, do, is there any more questions, or is that the only one you had? Um, I don't know. There might have been a couple of those. Probably, probably stupid ones. Dig through these bad boys. We had actually. I got a question that was for you, Uh-oh. and it was from uh, it was from our friend Davey Bang. Uh oh. Yeah, he wanted to know how was wrestling for you when you started out. Um. So when I started out, I so I started wrestling in two thousand ten, at least professionally. Um. It was def- the landscape was definitely different, but it was already starting to change. Mm-hmm. So we were the group of us. Like when we started training, it was it was me, Craig Castro, uh, Kenny Sutra, Alex Olson. That was like our group. Like we we all grew up together. We backyarded together. We trained together. Um, we were the kids, you know. And, yeah. And uh, wrestling kids. It was so it's so, so strange because I think about it now. There's so many like. There's so many young dudes in wrestling now that it's like it's wild. Oh yeah. When I start when we started and we were doing shows, it was like I was 1920 and the next closest person to like our age was like in their 30s. So really? like yeah, everybody was already like old. That's wild. Yeah, cuz I was I, w- I wanted to ask you about that actually too with like all those guys that you were doing the backyard shows with that were like coming from all these random places like mm-hmm. that sounds like a pretty big age gap. Yeah, and and it, and it was it, it definitely was like a little bit more old school mentality, but mm-hmm. like there was a lot of like the and I appreciate a lot of the the older guys um, uh, that, that that would like they'd be like, no hell no we're gonna do we're gonna do the cool shit like you do like and so they would like they would let us do like cool shit and they wouldn't like just bury us yeah and and that was I really I always appreciated that and I never forgot that so like whenever I was wrestling somebody like new. Or that was like a rookie or something like that. I'd be like, hell no, we're doing all your cool <laughs> shit. I was like, they've seen me wrestle before. That, you know, they, they don't give a fuck about me. Let's let's get all your cool shit in. And so I've always wanted to like pass that on, you know, to anybody that I that I wrestle. So. And I think that's why you've created such a great environment with freelance that you have, my friend. I <laughs> seriously, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't emphasize that enough. It's it's so cool though, like seeing. I mean, and like you know, I'm not even, I'm barely tip, dipping my toes in it yet, and it's like. I like, I've, I've fallen in love, man. It's, it's, it's so cool to see what it's like now. And I, I guess kind of to backpack off of his question, I mean, what would, what were some of the, like, what would you say some of the, cause I mean, 10 years is a long time. Like mm-hmm. you've been doing this for a while, but I mean, when you really, really step back and look at it, 10 years isn't that long No, for it, for as long as it is, it's not that long, if that makes sense. Right. So like, what, what are some of the, like, biggest differences? Because, you know, I think you got in at a really good time when wrestling started to change. Like, that that fire kind of reignited it to become, like, it's been this, like, slow burn getting to what it is now. Um, can you, what, like, I guess, I, I, just, I think this is me asking you, for, I guess, as advice. Like, what are some of these biggest changes that you've seen over, over the last decade? Um, I would say the, the transition, the main one that I would say is the transition from, from wrestling being about being a, a body guy to being about just being an athlete. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to necessarily be like jack to the gills and like, you know, 280 pounds of fucking muscle. But like, as long as you like are in shape and you look good and you, you know, you present yourself, you know, at at a high standard, like it's, that's pretty much all (laughs) that's all they ask for these days, you know, like, um, but also like, like knowing your craft and like in training and, and, and being safe in the ring, mm-hmm. like that's so that's that's also very important. <laughs> yeah, I would say so too. I mean, the last thing the last thing anybody wants to 
to get seriously hurt. I mean, obviously stuff happens. Wrestling is dangerous. Uh, what's that? What's that dude? Superhuman. Don't try this at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, he tries everything me. at home, though. <laughs> he does the exact opposite. <laughs> whoop whoop! And he's getting famous out of it. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Did Did you see the video of him hitting uh, hitting Ethan Page with the stunner? Oh, it's incredible, dude! I've watched that video like two hundred <laughs> times. Ethan, if you hear Shout this, please don't Ethan. please don't kick my ass. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I I enjoyed watching that so much, so much. That was that was really good. If, uh, I was like, I saw it, and I was like, of course, like, <laughs> of course, he would, he would be the one involved in this. We should get that booked on a freelance show, honestly. Ooh. It might, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We don't have, we we don't have enough uh, microwaves and light bulbs and light tubes no. to to make that happen. I don't think. No, but I could probably get some Fago. Yeah. This is for all my juggalos and juggalettes. Um. All right. Well, I guess before we fucking hang up and go watch some backyard wrestling. Uh, Anything you want to plug? The social media? Any, any oh, person? man. Uh, I'm not really good at putting myself over, but I guess if I have to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at the Trevor Outlaw on all social media platforms. Uh, I don't really... I'm, I'm starting to use Twitter more now because, like, as I'm getting into wrestling, it's like, yeah, you got to interact with the people. I like Instagram a lot more, though, man. It's just dope. taking pictures. Like, most of the time, I'm just taking stories of me doing some dumb shit, like doing something really stupid. Um, that I, I'll probably look back on 10 years and be like, why did I think that was funny? But I mean, if I can make myself laugh or if I can make somebody else laugh, works for me. I'm the same way. That's literally a built a career off of that. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, well, thanks for, thanks for sitting down. Thanks for coming over and dude, and thanks for this. having me, man. This is uh this has been a true honor. This is my first podcast and I wouldn't, wouldn't want to do it with anybody else, but the man with the purple power <laughs> popped his cherry. He did. Purple popping daddies. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> That'd be the name of the podcast now. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you, man. Thank you. Bye.